0: To hear more about Sparklab, including details about the latest events, workshops and business tools, visit sparklab.co.nz. And now, here's your host, Simon
1: Pound. Tēnā koutou katoa, and welcome to Business is Boring. New Zealand has amazing fisheries, but there are a lot of things that could be better. One company with a close experience of the industry that's working to improve things is New Fish. They do interesting stuff with bits of fish that might otherwise be waste and are looking to massively increase our use of macro and micro algae. To talk the journey, the goals, what that's all about, co-founder and GM Hamish Howard joins us now. Tenakwe. Yeah, so tell me about your journey into the fishing industry. Like, how does a kid from central Auckland get into fishing?
2: To be honest, I dropped out of high school in Auckland and moved to Wellington, not really knowing what I was going to be doing with myself. Eventually found my way to university and ended up studying marine biology. However, it wasn't until my final year that I took a paper which covered the New Zealand fishing industry, and that was really the first time that uh, a potential career path really resonated with me. I think it was the diversity of stakeholders and really the, the breadth of expertise that is involved in, in the industry that, that appealed to me. And I thought, uh, I thought, yeah, it was worth giving it a go. So uh, I didn't quite finish my degree. I jumped on a plane and, and got an interview with one of New Zealand's largest fishing companies. And next thing you know, I was working as a deckhand on one of their deep sea factory trawlers and was no looking back, really. What, what
1: kind of roles did you do and what's life like on a commercial fishing
2: boat? It's like months at sea in the Southern Ocean. Coming from an upper middle class white collar background with a family who has zero history in the fishing industry, it was a real culture shock. I certainly gained a healthy appreciation for hard work and certainly for those who work within the industry. There's really a lot of great people who work exceptionally hard to produce New Zealand seafood. And with
1: this background in the fishing industry, what led you back to study and to wanting to do what you're doing at New Fish?
2: Well, I think it's fair to say that that I wasn't a born fisherman, and and working six hours on, six hours off for three months at a time was uh, was something I could only keep up for so long. Ultimately, my my passion really was. Uh, about understanding how New Zealand's fisheries are managed and how I could play a role in improving what is a great industry, but but one that can certainly achieve a lot more. However, it wasn't long until uh, an interesting opportunity was put to me that really resonated with my values and, and what was of interest to me. And that opportunity was new fish. Yeah, what is? What is New Fish? New Fish is a future food startup with a focus on reimagining New Zealand seafood and really changing our food production systems for the better.
1: Yeah, what does it mean
2: to be a future food startup? It simply means that we, as a company, are investing in the development of future-friendly foods and food production systems that will help us transition towards a climate-positive and environmentally regenerative economy, really. Yeah, cool. And so... That sounds like good stuff. And what and, and yeah, how does what does it mean
1: to reimagine seafood as part of that?
2: For us, uh, reimagining seafood is about exploring the full potential of New Zealand's kai mawana, uh, whether that be through the development and commercialization of world-first products that realize the true value of what we already harvest or perhaps more importantly by exploring new seafood products from our moana. Huh.
1: And how does New Fish Plan to do this? Like how are you going to change these food production systems for the better?
2: Well, we hope to change our food production systems for the better by creating new products that add value to existing waste streams or low-value export commodities, especially by embracing a philosophy of full utilisation. We we also hope to change our food production systems for the better by helping to build a globally relevant, regenerative seaweed and microalgae industry that will contribute to a truly sustainable blue economy here in New Zealand. Yeah,
1: like when you say kind of um, waste streams and stuff, like your first product is like quite a fancy sausage, hey, using um, these these waste streams. So it's not like a um, a super cheap and cheerful. It's it's adding a heck of a lot of value, hey?
2: Yeah, so uh, the new fish power sauces on is a, a, a naturally fermented French style salami made from the highest quality New Zealand ingredients we can get our hands on. So wild Blackfoot power is really the, the hero ingredient. Um, however, we also use uh, free-farmed curributa pork, which is uh, really the the wagyu beef of, uh, of pork, and other ingredients such as native Pacific kelp, which is harvested down in Akaroa. Uh, and it's a really interesting recipe and product that really uh, celebrates some of New Zealand's best products and ingredients. Tell me about that um seaweed
1: and microalgae there you're doing some really interesting research and partnership stuff to make this more of a thing in New Zealand, hey, as it hasn't been much of a thing to now.
2: Absolutely, Simon. So uh, we've recently partnered with New Zealand's largest marine research organisation, the Cawthorne Institute, uh, and a really future-focused uh, and forward-thinking engineering firm, uh, Kurnahan Engineering, uh, both of those entities based out of Nelson uh, which happens to be New Zealand's largest fishing port yeah uh, we're we're undertaking a two-year program of research which will look to scan New Zealand's microalgae species for candidates that fit the nutritional profiles we'll be looking for and then developing and designing the engineering solutions that are going to be required to produce these microalgae at scale uh, in an economical way that will really enable the larger aspirations of new fish. Yeah, that's cool. What does that look like?
1: So you search and you find out uh, these species that will help to provide the protein or whatever it might be inside um, foodstuffs. And then what's the engineering side of it? Like, does it look like, when I think of kind of aquaculture, I think of Ropes in the sea, but you know what? What does this look like?
2: Well, so in respect to the, the microalgae themselves, uh, New Zealand has undoubtedly an abundance of microalgae species to an extent that we likely don't know how many we do have. The Cawthorne Institute is sitting on this really impressive and internationally renowned collection of microalgae cultures, and whilst this collection has been developed over decades, uh, primarily for Food safety and biosecurity reasons. Consequently, many of the species are toxic and, uh, funnily enough, not great candidates for, for foodstuffs. But uh, there's certainly um, a, a diversity of, of candidate species that we'll be looking at and developing those engineering solutions to scale production. Kernahan Engineering have a really good track record working both in the marine industry and also in fermentation via New Zealand's viticulture industry. New fish and the development of these technologies will centre around precision fermentation if we're to begin uh, extracting proteins or other fractionated ingredients from this microalgae biomass.
1: And, like, it's one of those surprising things, hey, that algae are a bigger washer of carbon dioxide than the forests. Uh, and, and you know, there's this enormous amount of plankton and algae who are who, that, that, that are in, in water that are do, doing this job. And also... New Zealand, that we think of as being like quite a kind of like farming or agricultural nation, there's so much more water than there is land in our territory. Hey, and so things like the microalgae farming seem to make a lot of sense for a country with New Zealand's resources.
2: Absolutely, I mean we've got a a huge marine estate, and the lack of aquaculture happening in New Zealand outside of uh, salmon farming and greenlet mussel and oyster farming is um, is fairly minimal, so the potential there is is huge uh, and when it comes to comes to algae macroalgae, we know we've got roughly a thousand species of of native New Zealand seaweeds uh, and then microalgae is um, undoubtedly an even larger number, but it's a bit of an unknown just because there's been so such a, a little attention paid to it to date ah, that's so cool. What other products do you
1: have? In development, and where do things like the microalgae and the M- macroalgae come into it?
2: Well, in terms of macroalgae and seaweed, uh, our plan is really to support. Uh, the growth of an industry here in New Zealand. And that means being a company who produces products using seaweed. And should New Zealand companies be in a position to supply us with that seaweed, we'll happily purchase it off them. However, uh, if it's unavailable on the local market, we'll perhaps reluctantly import it to use in our products. And then in the microalgae uh, side of things, uh, we're currently partnering with the Cawthorne Institute, which is New Zealand's largest marine science organization, uh, which is based in Nelson. And uh, we're also, as part of that project, uh, partnering with a really forward-thinking engineering firm who is hoping to design some of these solutions for growing microalgae in stainless steel containerized solutions that will allow for efficient and scalable production of microalgae.
1: Wow. And then does that become kind of a, because when I think of um, algae and seaweed in foodstuffs, I kind of think, you know, umami flavours and, you know, doing a job of like some interesting texture and stuff. Um, But when it's like a microalgae, is that more in there as like, like you're saying, proteins or lipids, or is that more of a kind of constituent
2: ingredient um, than a flavour piece? In the sense of developing future foods, uh, microalgae offers an opportunity to use marine-based non-animal protein and to really fortify the products we're making from a nutritional perspective. Uh, obviously, protein's a challenge when, um, when you're not using animal product or animal materials in your, in your products. Tell me how that all comes together in that first product, that pork and power song. So the new fish power song positions our products as transitional rather than disruptive appealing to a much wider audience than your average future foods. Uh, we also think as a, as a surf and turf product, so to speak, the new fish power sauces on also opens the door to collaboration with industry in a transition rather than competition via disruption. And perhaps most importantly, the new fish power sauces on provides an opportunity for the New Zealand power industry to move away from a production process that's far from optimal. Yeah, how is power currently processed? Uh, well, as you may already know, power is considered a, a taunga and is a species that's valued highly by many New Zealanders. Blackfoot power is endemic to New Zealand, meaning that it's found nowhere else in the world. Uh, furthermore, our power stocks are generally well managed, with all power harvested by free divers, so divers who aren't using tanks, from amazing locations throughout New Zealand. The Chatham Islands is one of New Zealand's Largest power fisheries, and then the likes of Fiordland and Rakiura. So, the core story of power is a good one. However, the vast majority of New Zealand's power harvest is currently bleached using fairly nasty chemicals, sulfites, uh, and canned for export. So, the purpose of them carrying out this process is essentially to make it look like other species of abalone, disguising it as something it's not. So, considering all of that, and despite the fact that power does have a fairly high price point. At New Fish, we feel there's a real opportunity to, rather than bleach and can our power, to, to really take pride in it and market it as the special and uh, unique ingredient that it is. Yeah, that's wild. I had
1: no idea that it was free dive for or that it was being bleached and trying to pass off as as other things. T- tell me about some of the other products that you are working on that also try to honour our natural ingredients in these ways?
2: So building on the new fish power on which as we've discussed includes native Pacific kelp as an ingredient, Uh, we're currently developing a number of plant or seaweed-based products such as an ocean mortadella uh, and a red red algae pepperoni, which will use both macroalgae and microalgae as ingredients. We're also in the process of developing a range of nutritious algae-based products that will enable us to reach a a much wider audience. Awesome, and We'll
1: be back in a minute to hear from Hamish how NewFish do this product development and what the plans are for the company. Spark is proud to partner with the Sustainable Business Network and the Climate Action Toolbox. The free Climate Action Toolbox can provide you with simple step by step guides to measure and reduce your emissions. Help lead the way to a low-carbon future for New Zealand. Visit sparklab.co.nz forward slash sustainability to find out more.
0: Ready to rediscover the joys of cycling? With over 300 kilometers of cycle paths across Tamaki Makoto, jumping on your bike and going for a ride is such a fun way to discover the city from a different perspective. Cycling is getting more and more popular across Auckland. So now's a great time to join the hype and give cycling a go. Head to at.govt forward slash cycling to find your nearest cycleway today.
1: Are you making the most of your KiwiSaver investment? Generate is an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of strong long-term performance. Making a smart decision now could add tens of thousands of dollars by the time you reach retirement. Book a no-obligation chat with a Generate KiwiSaver advisor today at generatekiwisaver.co.nz slash getadvice. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekeelysaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited, And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. We're back to talk product development, sustainability and what's next with Hamish Howard, GM of Newfish. So tell us what was involved with getting Newfish started?
2: So the idea of New Fish really began when Tom Darby, who is a venture capitalist and recovering lawyer up here in Auckland, raised the idea of commercialising Vaughan Mabee's power on with a mutual friend of ours, Alex Worker. Alex Worker is a really talented future food advocate who has worked for some of New Zealand's larger primary producers, and subsequently gone on to work with the likes of Impossible Foods on their launch here in New Zealand and Australia. The response to the new fish power on when being served at Annisfield in Queenstown was really quite phenomenal.
1: Yeah, and there's also uh, an international angle to that kind of founding team,
2: hey? Yeah, so early on we had strong support from Andrea Lee, who is a trained chef and also runs the Lee Kum Kee Ki family office out of Hong Kong, Lee Kum Ki being China's largest sauce manufacturer. So to have her support, given her background and, and understanding of the global seafood industry uh, was was really reassuring and it's been, uh, yeah, a real positive for the team. Yeah, cool. And you've just
1: um, completed like a pre-seed capital raise, eh? So tell me about, yeah, like the response to that idea from investors and how you went about doing that.
2: Yeah, so we've had a really successful uh, pre-seed capital raise. We've raised 1.3 million New Zealand, and that raise has been led by Outset Ventures, whose support has been fantastic from the outset. Building on on their belief in Newfish, a really cool team of investors come on board, the likes of Stephen Adams, the NBA basketballer, Powell's co-founders, Nick Marshall and Matthew Crowe, One of our Upstream suppliers in New Zealand's second-largest power harvester, Power Co.
1: That's that's awesome. And what what is the kind of story around um, product development that you're telling them? As I kind of love the fact that you're called New Fish, and the first thing is a power and um, pork sauces on, and I and, and I love the fact that microalgae is such a part of this. Tell me about how you do approach product development.
2: Well, it's very much a collision of of art and science. We've got the likes of of Vaughan Mabee, who is the new fish creative director uh, on our team, and he has amazing talent for developing these innovative and and world-first products. And then, I guess, looking at how we can bring that to a wider audience, uh, we then uh, need to work with food technologists and food scientists to really enable us uh, on that journey. I think a key principle that we operate on is flavor first. So we're very conscious of a lot of the plant-based meat analogues that are out there, which in principle have a really great story, but ultimately they just don't quite hit the mark when it comes to taste and flavor. So that's why we've we've you know been happy to launch with a, a product that does contain pork, which uh, we've done our best to, to source the highest quality and most ethically produced pork. That is available. We think that that will enable us to to reach a much wider audience because we're not catering simply to that, that demographic who is very interested and excited about
1: uh, these future foods. Yeah, it's like the biggest market is in that flexitarian space, not the people who are already at kind of one edge or the other. Eh? And I
2: guess there's no point in having a product that's better if it's no good. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. I think uh, the reality is, is that if we were to put a seaweed salad together and market that particularly to New Zealanders, we probably wouldn't get an awful lot of traction. But if we can create products which utilize seaweed, yet don't necessarily lean on it entirely, then we we feel that we'll be able to introduce uh, a much wider audience to these products and, and consequently bring a lot more people along on the, the transition that New Zealand really needs to take. Yeah, we're, we're a
1: few steps back from thinking when you said seaweed salad it took me back to like a, a, a course I had at a Japanese restaurant in Japan once and it was it was hard, like interesting texture interesting taste but yeah uh, well quite a lot
2: <laughs> most New Zealanders would be familiar with the bright green seaweed salad that you'd see at a sushi bar that is a species of seaweed that is present in New Zealand but it's an invasive uh, andaria or wakami as it's known in terms of the food product. And that has actually been the focus of people interested in commercialising the production of seaweed here in New Zealand, I think in large part because the barriers to, to harvesting an invasive uh, are lesser than that of a, a native species. Uh, but it has been to the detriment, I think, of, of really the opportunity that New Zealand's native seaweed species do present. And there are quite a few
1: interesting Restaurants and chefs, um, like you know, at at, at um, who are doing really cool things with forage native uh, seafood and sea seaweed um,
2: out there. Yeah, where 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 will those products sit, and where will you sell them? Uh, so we'll initially be launching on the domestic market, primarily into high end food service, working with celebrated chefs and restaurants venues that'll really celebrate our products, and then we will be offering a limited retail offering um, in order to enable as many New Zealanders as possible to to try the product if if they would like, uh, along with some some D2C sales as well. However, ultimately, our our aspirations are certainly for export, um, particularly once we really start um, dialing up the microalgae and and the potential there. Cool.
1: And a couple of questions about kind of how you operate the company. Like, what kind of initiatives do you do um, to have not just kind of a healthy product and, 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 and approach,
2: uh, but have a healthy workplace. Uh, as a startup, our team's currently very small, and, and it's something we, we actually discuss regularly as to, as to how we will foster really desirable work culture. We certainly want to, to develop a, a performance culture, but one that's really built upon trust, empathy and, and compassion and, and grow a team that, that is absolutely going to be necessary in order for us to succeed. How do you, I mean, sustainability
1: seems to be really core to your offering, how do you make sure that you know, you're running a sustainable business and you're, and you're baking sustainability into what you do?
2: Uh, I think the key there is, is very much to ensure that it's an ingredient in everything you do from the get-go. I think it's, it's a real challenge as a startup uh, and the limited resources that you have. Uh, so it's really helpful to lean on established programs, the B Corp uh, framework. Uh, that's a journey which, as we are just launching our first products and become post-revenue, uh, we're now embarking on. So over the next twelve months, uh, we'll be spending a lot of time really thinking about how we can best uh, bake sustainability into everything we do and and to ensure that it's not just a word that's thrown around in, in the way that it so frequently is these days. Yeah. And how do you incorporate tech and
1: emerging tech uh to help achieve these goals?
2: Uh that's that's an area we're we're super excited about. So uh for a number of reasons. You're producing naturally fermented products which um, arguably only get better with age. point to touch on there is the fantastic thing about producing fermented products is you can potentially put them on a container ship and send them to international markets and by the time that they arrive uh, they'll actually taste better than when they when they left off. It's not the air uh, freighting of, of fresh seafood that is the mainstay of um, many operations these days. But getting back to your question about technology. We feel that that New Fish is really in a position to capitalise on a lot of really interesting tech that exists in the seafood space that's really been developed out of concerns around transparency and traceability. So we'll be discussing our intentions with uh, the likes of OpenSC, which is a really exciting company that uses RFID and blockchain technology to ensure traceability across the supply chain, not just in fisheries, but uh, in a whole number of sectors that will uh, not only add value to the products we're creating, but but hopefully offer a, a sort of case study for larger seafood entities to, to, to follow.
1: That's so cool. And that idea, especially when you are dealing with taonga like power uh, to kind of honor it as well by telling, having that those elements baked in for traceability all the way back and internationally in seafood you know traceability and sourcing of where um, you know ingredients come from can be a real challenge can't it
2: absolutely one of the phrases that we've built into our branding is is eat towards abundance. Which can sound a little challenging, but it's very much a, a mission statement and a challenge for for us to, I guess, live up to our principles and to explore how we can ultimately uh, achieve our goals. I think of it um, in a similar way to that first fish offered to Tangaroa, um, which is, you know, a principle that I think many New Zealanders abide by and and really appreciate. So yeah, our our ability to do that is not just about our Collaboration with industry, or, or for that matter, any stakeholder who who has an interest in the marine environment, but also to embrace the technology that that is out there to to ensure that we can deliver on our mission. Yeah,
1: that's awesome,
2: man! And what would your advice be to someone
1: thinking of, you know, trying to come up with new ideas like this and offer a better um, way to do things in an industry?
2: Well, the New Zealand marine environment is, is somewhat fraught because. There are a large number of stakeholders who are really passionate about the space. I guess the, the larger groups there are, are first and foremost IWI, the commercial fishing industry, the recreational interests, research and academia, and then governance and just the regulators. So it's not often that, um, that all of those parties come together and progress what's probably in, in all of New Zealand's best interests. But I guess my advice would be to really take time to go and speak with those people and parties who you believe hold values or beliefs that, that don't align with your own. Because I think more often than not, you'll realise that uh, that the, the people who, who work for those organisations or fly that those banners are, um, are generally just, just people trying to make their way in the world. And there is often room for, for compromise and progress. That's so cool. And what will success be for you and for the company? Uh, I think... Success for new fish will will likely come in in knowing that we've played a part in developing an algae industry here in New Zealand, one that's potentially capable of helping us in a in a transition away from from peak cow and and our tendency to double down on the commodity exports that we have lent on throughout our history and it's not a case of writing those those industries off so much as it is. Acknowledging that there's a much-needed transition that's going to need to happen in the coming decades. Uh, success for me personally, coming from a space where I'm particularly passionate about New Zealand's fisheries and how they're managed, would be to, to see new fish have a real tangible impact, even if just a small way, on, on some of the fishery, fisheries that we are engaging with. Power offers, offers a real opportunity for us to do that in the immediate, but I'm hopeful that uh, as, as we grow uh, those opportunities will as well, and and we'll really uh, start to collaborate in a way that that will see some momentum built and, and constant change occurring. Oh, that's so cool. Well,
1: can't wait to see yeah where you take the company next. And thank you for sharing your story today. That's Hamish Howard, the director and co-founder at Newfish. No Kia sure. Thank you to Hamish Howard, GM of Newfish. To you for listening and to everyone who helps make this happen. Do follow Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts and be sure to rate and leave a review if you like what we do. hora. From the Spin Off
0: Podcast Network, that was Business is Boring, brought to you by Spark Lab. Make sure you're following Business is Boring wherever you get your podcasts. And for more information on Spark Lab, Visit sparklab.co.nz. Kia ora e Butler te te here, podcast manager at The Spin Off. If you enjoy listening to our podcasts, consider supporting our mahi by signing up to become a Spin Off member at The slash Donate. The Spin Off Podcast Network.